The road we're on is paved in Garth. Come along on the journey. As we explore Garthology. Think of it more as a conversation. I like that. So if this is truly a conversation, then I say let the conversation begin. Showtime! Hi guys, it's Deb. And I'm Pete. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Garthology. This is Season 2, Episode 27. And for today's episode, we asked Garthologists if they had ever met Garth Brooks in person. And if so, we asked them for their stories. And boy, did we get some. We gathered up six of our very favorite stories and are going to tell you their stories today. We were overwhelmed with the amazing stories and pictures that you all shared with us. And what great memories you all have of meeting Garth. I am so jealous. Yeah, me too. Right? So let's head over to Pete for our very first letter and what we're calling Meeting the Man Stories from Fans. Okay, the first story we have is an email from Claudia. Claudia's email states, At the 1991 Fanfare event, I spent about 10 hours in line at Garth's booth waiting to meet him. When I met him, I gave him a gift that I made for him, an embroidered picture of a blue rose, and got his autograph. Don't remember how the first kiss came about, but I had asked the girl in line behind me to get a picture of Garth and me, but she missed the shot, so I asked Garth for a second kiss. This time the camera, before the time of cell phones, didn't work. I then asked for another, and he granted my request, and a picture was made. That picture is attached in the email of her and Garth kissing one another. In the picture, I think it looks like Garth is laughing at me, but I didn't care. I've gotten a lot of mileage out of that picture with friends and coworkers when they say that they didn't believe that I've kissed Garth. At a later date, I was able to get Garth to autograph an enlargement of the picture. 30 years later, I still have that picture and great memories of all the times I've met Garth. Claudia Coker, Dallas, Texas. Claudia, that's an amazing story. Like, not one, not two, but three kisses to finally get it right. Like, just laying on them. I would purposely break my camera over and over again trying to recreate that moment. Just keep going. Don't stop. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, (laughs) Trisha. (laughs) I know I'm a very straight man. I, I I would too. I, would, I don't know, man. That's probably not going to turn out well. Here, give me another one, big guy. Give me another one. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah, that's a great story. I love that email. Yes. What a picture to have, right? I mean, that's something oh. like, you know, you, you a lot of families in their house, right? They'll put up a pictures of all their families or whatever. Like that would be the focal point. Like that'd right? be the center. And I just put the family around it. Put like, smaller that's the pictures one. of the yeah. family around yeah. that picture. Nobody yep, going to steal that thunder. That's great. Okay, so I'm going to go on to the next email we got. This was from Dennis. Dennis's email says, This is my favorite meeting with Garth. I think 2001, after the taping of Hollywood Squares, I was with an AOL Garth group, and everyone was into getting autographs and meetings with Garth. I had met Garth before and had one lousy photo and another time with no camera. So the women in this group surprised me with a meetup with Garth after the taping of the show. I was so surprised I really didn't get to ask him much. I was like a deer in headlights. 
There was just five or six of us with him. I didn't get anything autographed since it was a surprise. I have several copies of this photo autographed. The photo was taken by Joanne L. I will never forget what these ladies did for me. They knew I wanted a photo with Garth, and after so many missed opportunities at Jay Leno, it took a retirement appearance to get my photo. I even submitted the photo to Country Weekly magazine, and they printed it. I do have an issue with his shirt selection since I'm a Packers fan, LOL. (laughs) Thanks, Dennis. That's amazing. I'm so glad that those women in that AOL group were able to help you to finally get that picture with Garth. I envy you, and I hope someday I get one too, but that's fantastic. I think that's such a great story. Yeah, that that's really really cool. That you know, you know, tried and true, right? You keep trying, you keep trying. Eventually, it, it's going to happen. Listen, Dennis. One thing that caught my eye about this was the AOL group, and then it made me realize I'm older than AOL. Like, oh, <laughs> gosh. Okay. So that, then we get past that. The only other thing I found wrong with the email was that uh, Dennis is a Packers fan, but we don't have to go into that. <laughs> but listen, listen. I'm not siding with what Garth was wearing in the picture either. Yeah. Well, Dennis, I don't know anything about football, so you like the Packers or don't like the Packers. I don't really understand. I don't know whose Garth's team is. I don't like any of them. So I'll just say, go, everybody. (laughs) Let's go over to Pete for the next message. All right. The next story we got is from Jason Bryan's Facebook post in the Garth Brooks Believers page. The year was 2001. Garth had announced his retirement from music to raise his daughters just six short months previously. He was sad to leave us fans, but happy to be changing to just a dad for his kids. I had given it a lot of thought and I had every album he released, doubles and triples. So I thought a cool way to honor the moment would be to make him a plaque from us fans to him. Since he's gotten everything he ever needed from the industry, I thought that this was the perfect way for him to think of us while he was taking his break for his family. I used an old record and got some 24 karat gold spray paint to set the record with and make it shine. Made a cool design for the center of the record 100 million sold. Title of the plaque, 100 million reasons why you're loved. The bottom of the plaque read, presented to Garth Brooks to commemorate the sale of 100 million Capitol Records albums and cassettes with the date March 14th, 2001, and a purple sticker reading your A-H-B-A with his lowercase g to sort of resemble the R-I-A-A plaques. Surrounding that is every album cover and CD he had released, including Christmas albums and the McDonald's collection. The day comes, March 14th, 2001. Garth is playing at the Opry and usually meets with fans after the show, so I drove down and arrived a little early and asked people, walking into the Opry to sign the plaque. Many, many fans signed it. The entire back of the plaque was signed by fans. After the show, I went around back and he came out to meet the fans, like an impromptu meet and greet. So sweet. He met with the kids first because he said it was late and they should be in bed. About an hour in, I got to talking to the security guard, told him I needed him to have this tonight. It was dated. He got... Garth's attention for me. I handed it to him and I told him it was from all of us fans because he signs for us for hours on end, but never asked for anything back. So here's a little something we all signed back to you. He was sweet and said, for me, really? Yes, sir. For you. He said, thank you very much. Looking directly at me 
then took it to his truck and went home. Let's fast forward five months. I met Garth again, again at the Opry. First thing out of his mouth was, hey, you're the guy that got me that plaque months ago, aren't you? Yep, that was me. He went on to share that he took the plaque back to his office and sat down and reading all the signatures on it and noticed that it was lopsided. Not the same amount of albums on one side as the other. Counted out all the albums and said that there was 13. Then said, yeah, I know why you did this. You were trying to get me to release the new album now, right? And he laughed. Nope, but we will take it early if you want to put it out. Laugh out loud. Scarecrow was released a few months later on November 13th, 2001. Yep, 13. It was a sign. That was, I mean, that's like... That's like a really, really good idea. I mean, to the time and effort that Jason put into that, like that was cool. And to have fans sign it and like give it back to Garth, like, hey, you know what? You've given us so much. You're going to take this break and go be a dad. Take something with you to let you know, you know what you've done for it. Let us give you something back. I thought that was that was awesome. The, the time and the effort, Jason. Very well done, my friend. Very, very well done. Right. What a great idea. Such a unique gift to give back to him and something he can keep and have to look back on forever. I think that whole story and the whole gift is such a fantastic idea. Great job, Jason. Really well done. Yeah, and the number of 13 albums, like keeping it lopsided for that, you know, always kind of leaving that that one spot there, you know, knowing about that album. So a, a lot of thought and effort put into it. Uh, that's, uh, that, that's a good one there. Yeah. Good one. I wish I could have got my autograph on there. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Deb, what do you got? Okay, so now I'm going to read off an email that we got from Crystal. Hello, family. While I have never personally been fortunate enough to meet him in person, I can attest it's like he knows my life. His music is always right on point with each chapter and has always been my go-to when I can't find the words to express myself. It began in 1994 when I was going through a terrible time in my life. Being a child... My grandmother, my world, was terminally ill with cancer, and my parents had just decided that their marriage was no longer working, all in the course of a year. It was very much like that small town where everyone was in others' business, and it wasn't good. I found myself locked in my room, jamming to some of the best, like Garth, George, and many more. When the time came for hospice to step in, and my grandma was at the end, I remember laying in bed with her, running my Dalmatian up and down her arm, and listening to the dance together. She would always smile so bright when I sang it to her. Unfortunately, this was the last moment she took those breaths and left this world. Following this, you were coming in concert to the Capitol Center at the time, just outside Washington, D.C., and my dad surprised me with tickets, and he and my mom went too. We had the greatest night ever. From then, my mom remarried, but at every single event, my dad still makes it a point to call me or dance with me to the dance, and we cry every single time. My stepfather was fortunate enough to meet you one time in Nashville and did get an autograph for me, and I cherish it tremendously. My children laugh now because they hear all of your songs and they see how each relates to many of the moments in my life that I have felt like I have tumbled. But thanks to Garth, we dance and we sail our vessels. My son actually loves Garth as well, and he recently graduated from high school. We follow Garth Brooks Believers on Facebook religiously and get so excited for Studio G. He unfortunately was shot on April 24, 2021, right before graduation. 
And so due to COVID and such, they released him to me with a spinal injury and brachial plexus injury that will require lots of therapy and surgeries. However, we are still at home waiting, and every day therapy is up to me. But he did walk across that stage for me on June 2nd, and as he said, we gotta keep sailing. All of this being said, you announced coming to Baltimore, and he said, I know we don't have the money right now, Mom, and I probably can't go to the show because of being broken, but you deserve it, and I'm going to make sure you get there. Needless to say, tickets went on sale, and I secretly bought the tickets. I got section 105, so hopefully you will be up enough, but not where anyone can knock you around. We also just got a call today saying his lotto number has finally been pulled for rehabilitation. Talk about unanswered prayers. So we will begin therapy three times a week for three hours a day, driving two hours each way, jamming to Garth, and keeping our eyes on the prize that we get to dance the full dance in October at MNT. And by the grace of God, my baby boy can finally sail his vessel and explore this great wide world just as he deserves. Thank you again, Garth, for always being there. Love and blessings to you and yours, Crystal and Aaron. Crystal Mikado, Absolute Customs and Performance. So I included this letter, even though Crystal unfortunately has not been able to meet Garth, because her story just touched me so much. And I am so sorry, Crystal, that the concert that you got tickets to got canceled. I know that probably crushed you and it happened after you sent in this email. So I'm so sorry about that. I do hope that Garth comes back to Baltimore as soon as his stadium shows can start again and that you can get new tickets so that you can take Aaron there and help him sail his vessel. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like this was a hard one. Especially, like, I know what you mean, you know, going through tough times and sitting in a room and just listening to the Garth. I, you know, I've told the story. Your email hit close to home. I wish nothing but the best for you and your son. And we're all here pulling for you. You got the uh, you got the, the big Garth Brooks fan base pulling for you and your son. Yes, you do, Crystal. Sending prayers to you and Aaron both. Let's go over to Pete for our next message. All right. So the next letter we got is from Lori. Lori's letter reads, Garth Brooks is my all-time favorite artist. I've seen Garth over 160 times, and I've lost count. If Garth did multiple shows close to home, I would have to go to multiple shows. If he did two shows a night and I was going to one, it was a must to go to both shows. January 2017, he was coming back to Cincinnati, Ohio, and I was so excited. My favorite local radio station was having a contest to meet Garth. Well, that's right. I had to win. I got entered into the contest, and I had one out of five chances to meet him. The local radio personalities called me saying he forgot to ask me a few questions. At the end of the questions, he said, you won. You're meeting Garth. I screamed and started to cry. The day came to meet Garth, and I took my sister with me. When we got back there and we were still waiting for him to come in, I thought I was going to start to cry again. I'm pretty shy, but when he started to talk to me, it was like my own meet and greet. There was only my sister... Myself, two other girls, and two people from the radio station. The other girls really weren't talking. So it was me and Garth chatting for about 20 wonderful minutes. My sister just sat back, taking it all in. We started talking about Trisha's cooking, and he said, I love her cooking, and showed me his belly. I had just had a full hysterectomy, and I got my stitches out, taken out, and it was killing me with my jeans button. 
I was hurting, but I would do it all over again. I would love to meet him at least one more time where I wasn't hurting. I got lucky once. Could I get lucky twice? I thought that was a great story. I mean, you know, you see that she had just had that surgery and she was there, but I think I'm in the same boat that she's in. Like, I don't care what I would feel like if I had that opportunity, a hell of high water, I would be there, you know, and, and the fact that she took the room over and, and got everything out of that 20 minutes is unbelievably good. Like way to go. That's awesome. Right. That is awesome. And I have to say, we are very similar to the beginning of her letter where she said, if he's doing show, two shows, I'm going to two shows. That's yeah. exactly how we are. We we feel you there, Lori. We are right there with you. And I haven't had a hysterectomy, but I have had a C-section. And I know that when someone made me laugh right after that surgery, that was horribly painful. So I can only imagine if he's cracking you up and you're wearing those jeans, Oof. I can imagine the kind of pain you were in. So. Well done, Lori. You used that time well, even in pain. Good for you. Yeah, listen, I haven't had a hysterectomy or a C-section, and I hope to <laughs> never, ever, ever have one. But I know that when I wear my Wranglers and I got my fat gut all tucked in them, like when I laugh, it hurts. I couldn't imagine what she was going through. Way to go. Way to go. All right. Well, that'll wrap it up on that one. Let's head over to Deb. What do you got? Okay, I've got the very last letter for today, and this was Summer's email to us. Rope in the Wind. That album is what started my Garth Brooks fascination of his music. I was in the seventh grade when my parents bought that particular album and they played it daily. I saved up enough money to go out and purchase this album so I could listen to it in my room. Since that time, I've bought every Garth Brooks album on the same day that he is released. Fast forward to 2007. I'm finally an adult, so I start going to concerts. On November 4th, 2007, Garth was receiving the Will Rogers Spirit Award in Tulsa, and it was open to the public for a hefty price. I didn't think one thing about the ticket prices. This was a small venue, and I just knew it was my time to meet Garth. The first time I saw him at the venue in Tulsa, I cried. Then I got excited and boldly went up to G and said, Mr. Brooks, may I have your autograph? He said, sure you can. What's your name? He went backstage for a few minutes, and then I see Garth again in the venue. I called out to him, and I caught his eye, and he starts walking toward me as I'm walking toward him. I asked if I could have my picture taken with him, and again, he acted thankful that I had even asked for a picture. Then, just Garth and me chatted for about 15 minutes. I was so nervous. I told him how I became a fan, that one of his songs was played at my wedding, and which song it was, was going to be played at my funeral. Then four days later, I took off work to drive to Kansas City to see Garth open the new Sprint Center. I had great seats. November 8th was just as magical as meeting him was. When we were talking, it was like no one else was in the room. He looked me in the eye when I was talking about how his music saved my life on several occasions. He would look me in the eye when he was talking. He didn't rush me. He took time out of his night to put the focus on me. He is the most humble and respectful superstar that I have met, hands down. I bawled when he sang the river and the dance at this particular concert. He didn't play the dance as his ending song. It was in the middle of his set, and it was remarkable. I went to several concerts all over the United States, including his residency at the Wynn. Thank you, Garth, for saving my life through your music. I owe you big time. 
Oh, Summer, there is so much in your message that touched me. I can only just imagine all the stories that we've heard and that we've read. They always talk about how Garth focuses on them in that moment. Now, the closest I've got is I was on Studio G once. He answered a question. And even just watching that video is a thrill because even in those moments, he's focusing on me as a person, even though it's just a video of some random woman that got sent into, you know, on Twitter. It's amazing the way he has the skill to do that. So I just can only imagine what it's like in real life. That was a great story. But this one finally did it for me, I think, as far as, you know, I have my personal story about Garth Brooks and his Mm -hmm. music. And I knew that there was probably others out there that had a similar story. But in all six of these stories, just these six that we picked, not including other ones that, you know, we'll do at a later time. It seems like his music and, and, and Garth himself, he's touched others the same way that he's touched me and, you know, ways that he's touched you and, and Jess. And it just shows that we all think about Garth and his music the same. We all respect the man. Everybody knows how humble he is. It's not just us saying it. Like the man is super, super humble. And she pointed out so many great, you know, bullet points that that kind of all wrapped that together. I thought it was a great letter. And um, yeah, just uh, and she's been to a lot of shows. And right. I, I got it. Like when she said that to the dance in the particular concert, he didn't play it at the end. I was like, I don't think I've ever been to one where he didn't play it at the end. Other, you know, before he goes and does housekeeping or whatever. But uh, that would have been pretty weird. I would have been like, already? Yeah. <laughs> Are no, we no, ending sir. now? No, uh, not now, <laughs> sir. But uh, I'm glad that, uh, you know, that worked out. So great. Thanks for the letter. That was awesome. Thank you all for all of the letters, all of the Facebook messages, the emails. You guys really, really showed us exactly how amazing Garth is in person. And out of the three of us, only Jess, who was not able to record today, has actually met Garth in person. But Pete and I still have our fingers crossed that someday it's going to happen for us too. And then we'll have our own stories to share. And I can't wait for that day. Yeah, absolutely. We got close with Dave Gant and you got close on Twitter. That time is coming. Right? It's there. We're coming. We're getting there. If a dive bar shows up in LA, you do what you do, (laughs) we're going to meet him. That's for sure. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks again for all of your messages. And now let's go over to Pete for shout outs. Shout outs. Yes, this week's shout out goes to Delsa Trammell. We appreciate you taking the time to listen and all of the kind words that you shared with us. We are so happy that you were able to make it to the Vegas show and that you enjoyed it as much as we did. We cannot wait for shows to start up again and for us to be able to get to a show with you and all the other Garthologists so we can meet up and share stories. We appreciate the support, Delsa. Thank you so much, Delsa. You're awesome. We really appreciate you listening. Be sure and visit our website at Garthology.com and leave us a comment. You can also submit a show idea on the show idea page. And don't forget to sign up for our newsletter at the bottom of the website. And remember to subscribe, download, rate, and review us on your podcast platform of choice. And share us with your friends in low places. Yeah, and speaking of friends in low places, you can find us and other friends at our social media pages. If you're on Facebook, you can find us at facebook.com backslash Garthology Cast. If you like Instagram and Twitter, we are at Garthology Cast there. 
We truly appreciate the interaction, guys, the stories, the tweets, the direct messages, all, of course, the likes and the shares. That's what it's about. Us doing this and reaching you fans and our socials help that happen. So we appreciate the support, guys. Join us next time on Garthology for a follow-up to Season 2, Episode 20, where we will compare two heavy metal Garth Brooks tributes as suggested by one of our very favorite Garthologists. Until then, this has been Season 2, Episode 27 of Garthology, and I'm Deb. I'm Pete. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye, everybody. Nope. Post and god dang <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean, we might not be able to understand it but 